Welcome to the Four Fires Podcast, where we talk about winning in all four of the essential areas of life. Welcome back to the Four Fires Podcast. So glad that you joined us today. And uh, today I'm having a conversation with my friend Richard Maddox. He recently just went through the 30-day ruck and uh, has been on a four-dimensional journey for quite some time now. And so uh, I'm going to have uh, Richard introduce himself. But before we do that, I do want to point you towards uh, the Four Fires Tribe. If you uh, caught the last Four Fires uh, podcast, it was all about the Four Fires Tribe and the fire circles. And so if you'd like to join a community of four-dimensional men that are striving to live this four-dimensional life, I encourage you to check out the link in the description and go check out the Four Fires Tribe today. So Richard, thanks so much for joining us. I'm going to let you go ahead and introduce yourself. Well, well, thank you. Uh, first, I want to say... Um what a uh, encouraging for me to meet somebody and be involved with somebody as young as you are and as impressive as you are. And um, when you asked me to do this, I, I I was looking forward to it because I wanted to hang out with you. So thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so tell us uh, a little bit about yeah. uh, your um, age, family, profession. Yeah. Richard Maddox, um, I'm 53. I'll be 54 here in a few days. Wife Karen, eldest son Richard Thomas, well, eldest child Richard Thomas Maddox, and my daughter Rebecca Maddox. Uh, he is a recent graduate from college this this year, and my daughter will be returning to uh, play soccer at her college in um, in August. So, I am an entrepreneur, I suppose. I've I've got three or four businesses that I currently have, and. Uh, I love startups. I love the energy around startups. Yeah. Um, I love build, growing things and building things. So um, I have a commercial landscape construction maintenance company. I have a call center, and I have some restaurants. So Great. That's what I do. I live in Panama City, Florida currently, but now that my children are essentially out of the house, I, I tell everybody I'm, I'm living in loose hands. So yeah. <laughs> all I need is just like a hurricane or something, uh-huh. the right thing. And I probably would move. I, yeah. I like it up here. So, yeah. I, you know, I like Peachtree City. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> favorite hobbies. I, I, I work a lot. Um, so I, I would say uh, when I don't work, I love watching English Premier League soccer, which people are going to laugh about. And uh, I love playing golf and I, I like to bass fish. Oh, so that's all I got. <laughs> yeah, Richard is uh, can play golf with the best of them. So I, I definitely don't want any part of playing golf with you. <laughs> well, it's not like that. You know? It's not like that anymore. I used to play competitively. Now, yeah. now it's just you know uh, golf. One of my very few friends that that I have, and we'll, that this will come up later. But yeah. um, I would say you know Alan and 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 we've talked about it during the ruck that. You know, if you had to make the call, who would carry your casket? Right. And the, the guy that has kept me playing golf is one of my very best friends, Brad McGraw. And uh, he, he drags me out at least once a week and just kind of makes me play. Yeah. But I look forward to it because, you know, I'm, I'm piddling around again with my game and I get to hang out with him. So Right. Yeah. yeah. Double whammy there. Yep. Sweet. So then how long have you known about the four fires? And tell us about your four-dimensional journey. Jo- Josh Adams uh, – is a very good friend of mine and and we do a lot of business together um and he called me one day and said hey uh there's this guy alan kemper i want you to meet i'm like okay what's that about (laughs) um he said i just want you to meet him i said sure um 
so I didn't really know, you know, what I was getting into. And I met Alan, and we had a four-hour conversation, maybe. Wow. A very long conversation. And um, I decided in talking to him that it was time for me to – and I'll, I'll say this a lot today because it's, it really is, is very true. And when I say it, I think a lot of people if, that listen to this will – understand it and maybe it have impact the way it had impact on me. Alan, Alan said, use the term integrity of soul, you know, mm-hmm. so um, I heard it recently put a different way that, that made a lot of sense to me, mm-hmm. living against consciousness, right? So, you know, n- not necessarily intentionally, but perhaps in a way that you know in your heart is wrong, but you don't, you don't have any input you're too far removed from mm. God or the people you're hanging around or whatever, yeah, you know, yeah. so you're just going with the crowd going, well, uh-huh. everybody does this. Right. Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> but I, I knew subconsciously that I was not living the life that I, that I grew up, grew up to live or the way I was raised or, yeah. Yeah. you know, what my, what my, my morals were. And, uh, so I started, I started the journey then. I, th- I think it, and again, I, I equate these two, uh, statements I wrote it down on, on this page on my cheat yeah. sheet here living against consciousness right right um, <clears throat> that's impactful to me i I feel that yeah so consciously knowing that I'm not supposed to do any of these various things but doing them anyway and you know justifying it in my own way right yeah that's so easy to do too I mean you, everybody can do that y- yeah and and what I've learned in the three years is that instead of doing the stuff I was doing three years ago, I'm, I'm, I'm doing smaller things mm-hmm. that three years ago, I wouldn't even thought were right. Right. So, you know, I'm filtering out habits and behaviors yeah. and inputs. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So, so you might've already said this. So three years ago was when yeah. you had that conversation. That's with correct. Alan. I've been right. working, I'm in my third year. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm going on, I'm going, coming up on this fall will be two years for me. So, uh, you've you've been doing it just a little bit longer than I have. Well, um, being twice your age, I have a I have a few more knots to work out of my yeah. <laughs> my, my rope, well, so to we speak. All, we all <laughs> man, we all can look at any of the four fires and yeah. and they can be a dumpster fire really yep. at any time. So as we all we all have our own journey and we're all yep. trying to build them all at the same time. So then, um, what motivated you ultimately to do the thirty day ruck? <laughs> this really impressive guy that I know kept sending me emails <laughs> and <clears throat> we went on the trip to Tennessee and he was the facilitator at that trip had done, done a lot of work and uh, you know, uh, I got to speak to him a little bit while we were there and know him a little bit better. And he kept sending these emails. <clears throat> and so in my mind, I'm like, this kid, this kid might be, he might, this might be like part of his gig is to get people to sign up for this thing. And I like him, so I'm just going to sign up. <laughs> That's a true story. I just said, well, you know, I like Jeff. He keeps sending me these emails. I'm just going to commit to do that. Uh, <laughs> and and you know, that's the truth. I mean, that's the honest to God truth. But then, you know, it, it just, it, I just decided that I needed, I needed to, you know, I needed to, to, to get back to it. You right. Know, just, I, my, my journey in the four fires is a, is a series of cycles, you know, I'll go and then I'll plateau and then I'll kind of go down and then mm. I don't feel comfortable doing this. And then, you know, I'll go back up. And yeah. so it's just a series of mm-hmm. cycles for me. Yeah. 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 So for those of you that don't know about the 30 day ruck, it's a 30 day intensive program for living four dimensional. So there's a lot of tasks that you're committing to do in each of the four fires. And then 
tasks that you're committing to abstain from for the 30 days, and you, you go through the ruck with a group of other men, uh, somewhere between five and seven men, uh, and you're going through and encouraging each other and challenging each other and holding each other accountable to, to doing all of the things, and then there's a weekly call. Um, so that's what the 30-day ruck is. If, you, if you're unaware of that, uh, you can check out the link in the description for more details. Um, and Richard went through the ruck back in May, so just a f- few months ago with uh, several other very solid men who uh, we probably likely will have on the podcast at some point. In fact, uh, one of them has been on the podcast twice, Greg Moffitt. Oh, uh, so he's got he's, me. What a great, great man he is. Yeah, for sure. So when, when, when the ruck came about and uh, we, we were in our first work, we went through the first few days and then we had our first check-in call. Yep. Uh, one of the things you said, uh, it might have been in week two, but I'll say that it was in week one. You just you said the ruck started right on time. Like, so I wanted to ask you why at that point did it start right on time? What were the things that you were like, man, I'm so happy I did this? Yeah, there's several things. Um, there's several things that that caused me to say that. Um, you know, I I, had, I was in that cycle, you know, that we were talking about, and I was I was going the wrong way. Nothing terrible other than I, I, have, I have a business partnership that that we're trying to change I don't, business partnerships when you when you change business partnerships or you break up a partnership it, mm-hmm. it's difficult yeah it's tough on the business it's tough on the partners it's tough on everybody yeah so I was starting that process at that time and I was I was feeling resentful I had a lot of non-productive emotions going on mm. and <clears throat> you know I, I don't remember exactly the 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 bible verse that i had read actually i think you mentioned it um, i think so the ephesians yeah yeah so I, I i part of part of my um list that i had for the for the ruck was i had to do a a bible essentially a bible study um every day so i'm i'm like a professional life hacker right so i find the easiest way to do this and get something out of it so yeah. i found this podcast and uh, it, it does a Bible verse every day, and it's it took se- it's seven minutes. So I'm like, I can do seven minutes. I can yeah. commit this because it takes me longer than that to get from my house to, to my office <laughs> yeah. where I cold plunge every morning. So on the way to cold plunge, yeah. I listen to the Bible verse, right? Cool. And so literally the first one I listened to, and we'll talk about yeah. synchronicity later, yeah. but, but uh, it, was, it was Ephesians 4, 31 through 32, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, and slander along with every form of malice, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ God forgave you. Well, hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, could, could there have been a better uh, verse for me that day? And I don't think there could have been. And my, my father died in 2018, and, and mm-hmm. he to say that he was – yeah, very close to my father, ton of respect. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, I really admire what he did in life. He was actually my stepfather. My dad died when I was very young. My mom remarried, mm-hmm. I think, when I was, like, in the eighth grade. He was an, an old-school Depression-era mm-hmm. uh, guy, grew up on a farm. And I, I can't imagine the man I would have become had it not been for his, you know, input in my yeah. life. Yeah, And so— I've always had a rough relationship with my mother. My mother, you know, loves me unconditionally, obviously. Yeah. Um, and but you know, 
one of 13 children, sharecropper in Mississippi, mm. uh, probably didn't finish the eighth grade. I don't, I don't know what her education level is. Um, very intelligent, but not certainly not educated, but not even like emotional IQ is not high, mm. you know, just so I struggle with my relationship with my mother. Mm-hmm. Well, part of this, the ruck, yeah. one of the days like right before this call was, you know, um, family, you know, the, right. one of the, right. the, the people fired. It said, yeah, yeah pick, pick. And, and one of the options was if you've got an issue with somebody, clear it up mm-hmm. or something to that effect. I don't remember exactly. Yeah. So I had had lunch with my brother that morning and uh he said hey the family reunions out in mississippi and we're, we're going to go out there with mom mm-hmm. and it hit me then about what my tasks were yeah and i was going to be in destin for a, a multi-unit convention and i mean not that 50 miles 50 miles to destin from where i live but i was over that way so i said you know what when i finish the conference i'll just drive over yeah to mississippi yeah yeah it, so it timed out perfect so yeah. i drove to mississippi didn't tell my mom I was coming. My brother didn't tell my mom I was coming. Cool. And so surprised her at her family reunion yeah. and and basically did 75% of the healing. I hadn't spoken to my mother in probably a month. Mm. We got in a little tiff okay. and, and fixed that. That was great. Yeah. You know? yeah. And so that's, that's a couple of the examples. Uh-huh. Um, also on the back of, of this Bible verse, um, I saw a, a very well-known a news person had gotten fired and um, he, he released a statement saying something to the effect that, and he, this was a cultural thing as much, but it, it appealed to me from uh, business. Mm-hmm. So he said, those that tell the truth and say it in a calm, non-emotional, non-accusatory way are going to, will win the day. Mm-hmm. And I took that, I, I was thinking about my partnership issues mm-hmm. and some of my other business stuff. Um, about how the, the things in business that aren't going well, that I should deal with it that way. Yeah. Typically, I, I tend to be a little more emotional. Uh-huh. Um, I always try to do the right thing. I always try to be, um, if I have a partner, I try to be the best partner. Um, so when when I feel that it's not being reciprocated, mm-hmm. now I get bitter and all right. that stuff. So I had to let that go. Mm-hmm. So w- the reason I made that statement is because <clears throat> I flipped the switch that week and every time I talked to people that I was having trouble with, mm-hmm. it all started going better. Mm. So, yeah. you know, you think you read that Bible verse and you think, okay, well, I'm letting everybody off the hook. Yeah. Well, you're not. Mm-hmm. You're letting yourself off the you're hook. You're letting yourself off the hook. Yeah. yeah. You're giving yourself almost, it's almost, and, and you, you, you'll understand this. If I let you, if, if you make me mad, at what point is it I'm letting you make me mad? At what point am I empowering you? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I'm giving you that power. Right. And that's what I had done. I had given right. these people that I was working with mm-hmm. the power to make me resentful. Right. And I just had to take that back. Right. Mm-hmm. Which kind of fits my whole, like, I like that. Right. You know, I like to be the one in control. In the control, that's yeah. right. So if yeah. I, you know, it just, that, but that's what, that's yeah. that's the answer to your, yeah, why there, was it perfect timing for me? You, I'm sure you know the saying, but. Uh, withholding forgiveness or like holding a grudge against someone is like drinking poison and hoping that the other person dies mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> or right. or, yeah. or lighting yourself on fire and hoping <laughs> that that person dies from yeah. from inhaling smoke yeah <laughs> and so yeah you know at I, a certain point it doesn't benefit anyone i i guess I've, I've always had this uh this concept i've always tried to look at 
relationships, business, or anything, anything that's not going well, I always try to look in the mirror first and say, what, what could I do differently? Mm. And because I try so hard in business to be perfect's not the right term, but it kind of is, mm-hmm. you know, certainly, uh, my intents are, my intentions are always perfect. Yeah. And, um, I always try, I, if I do something wrong, I do it unintentionally. Mm-hmm. And so I expect, I expect everybody looks at it that way. And when it, when they don't, you know, then I get, you know, then I get mad, which is understandable at some level, but for how long and, and how am I going to let that, Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, it, a business is like a child. You got to take care of it. Hmm. it. It comes first. Yeah. So, you know, when you're, when, when you guys have kids and right. you're trying to watch something on TV or whatever, and they're throwing and just, you just, you got, you, you know, it's, it is what it is yeah. you, and you'll see, uh-huh. you'll, you'll yeah. see that one day. Yeah. That's, I've never thought of that businesses like yeah. like children you got it you've got they have to come first they get theirs before you get yours mm-hmm. or they don't last yeah yeah i want to back up what you just said about sure. you always try to gain understanding or be like you said lack of a better term perfect yeah. in business or the or whatever it is that right. you're doing um it made me think of the understanding part made me think of one of my favorite bible verses which is proverbs 4 7 it says the first step to gaining wisdom is seek wisdom. Above all else, gain understanding. And so one way to think about wisdom is understanding how the world works is what wisdom is and then being able to apply that to your life. But I think that's one of the reasons why uh, you have been so successful in business uh, and other areas in your life is because you, you desire the understanding that will help you get there rather than just, I don't know, like it, it almost seems like it takes humility to say, I want to understand how this works. Yep. And so it's for, I'm pointing that out, I think, and it applies to all of the four fires um, because, because I've, seen, I've seen people in my life that struggle with growth and achieving something because they're so prideful they don't want to take the time to try to understand something because it's uncomfortable or they look like they're dumb because they don't know something and they don't want to admit they don't know it. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, I would agree with that probably more than I can express. Um, <clears throat> most people, most people, everyone, in fact, it just, it, it's, it's, there's a spectrum like everything else. Mm-hmm. Most people put limitations on themselves mm, in, in this country. Um, you, you can, you can dog on near do anything you want to, um, yeah. you know, still as of now anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah, you know, resourceful people aren't necessarily born with resources. Right. They they learn how to garner resources or, right. or they, you know. So, yeah, I, I've never thought, you know, that I was the smartest guy in the room. I know I'm not the smartest guy in the room. And <clears throat> if there's more than one or two people in the room, I'm probably not the smartest <laughs> guy in the room. But but I do, I, I am very intentional about knowing what I am good at, which, you know, would be hard, just really hard work. Yeah. And, I try not to make the same mistake twice, yeah. and I ask for help. Yeah. And I've been stunned. Um, I've asked my competitors for help, <laughs> and you'd be stunned at what people will do for you if yeah. you ask. Yeah. But most people, like you say, it's pride or right. fear uh-huh. or whatever. Ask and you shall receive. <laughs> people, yeah, people, you know, particularly, you know, life's like a season, you know. You know, when you're young, you're in the spring of your life, maybe some, maybe you know, starting of summer, mm-hmm. late spring, starting of summer, you know, I'm in the late summer, starting of fall, or mm-hmm. maybe 
later on, you know, who yeah. knows? I mean, yeah. if life expectancy is 85 or whatever, right. um, I feel the need, I feel like a need to give back. Hmm. So it's, it drives me. Mm-hmm. So when I see an opportunity that, that I think fits into the rest of my life to give back, I, I go for it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's that's just, awesome. it's like a drive. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. That's great. So yeah, that kind of, that kind of answers my first two questions that I had. Um, so that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I remember you said, all right. So the next thing I wanted to ask you was during the ruck, you said that with your four fires and, um, you said that there were, uh, if it, if you could move it and you could fix it, you had already done it, but you said there are two things that you're still working on moving or two things that you, that you haven't been able to move. So yeah. uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you was if you're comfortable talking about it, what are those two things or, or, uh, what are the things that you're doing to continue to help those two things? Yeah, I, I've got the, um, you know, of the four fires, I've got the, the career part, you know, yeah. I'm comfortable with the amount of effort. I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not saying that we're just, you know, killing it and all that stuff. We're, we're doing great mm-hmm. and business is good. Um, but the amount of effort that I put into business, um, I can't, I, c- I couldn't put any more wood on that if I really wanted to. <laughs> gotcha. Um, maybe, but it would be something else would have to give. Right. Yeah. So that's yeah. the whole, my understanding and even the logo for the for the four fires is this kind of circular. circular that's right? right. So um, if you and I and I, I heard this analogy analogy in a some leadership conference I went to, but essentially they had this pie chart and we had to fill it out like how much time do you do this, how much time do you put into okay. that, and you yeah. had to draw a line out from the center and you know so and they go okay if you were rolling on four of these yeah how lumpy would the ride be uh-huh. right. And so that was the, you know, the, the equation to life. And so right. I look at the four fires like that and the career and the, the physical fitness part. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm religious about taking care of, of myself, but I, I struggle with the, with the, the, the friends mm-hmm. part of it. I mean, I, my, yeah. my family relationships are good, but I struggle with the friendship part of it. And at times have struggled with the family mm-hmm. part of it too. Been, you know, like everybody been, been through some of that stuff. Alan early on helped me. Uh, tremendously heal up, you know, some of the stuff with the kids, not in a great marriage. I mean, I've been honest about that, mm-hmm. you know, struggling with that, you know, some of the other stuff that I was doing as a result of that impacted my kids. And so, you know, I had to clean, I had some work there to do to, right. to fix that with my children. And, and I've done that. Um, the great thing about kids is unconditional love, right? Yeah. You know, they, you know, uh, just like if your kid does something wrong, you just want to see them do better and mm-hmm. understand that what they were doing is wrong. Mm-hmm. So, in a way, I feel like the kids seeing me go through some of the stuff I've gone through has been good for them hmm. because, number one, you know, you probably looked up to your dad like he was a, a god for a long time, yeah. right? Well, my kids have seen some stuff happen to me and saw how I reacted to it, right? So, when you get kicked, you have two choices. You can lay there and wallow in it, or you can dust yourself off and get going in the right direction, right? Mm-hmm. So. You know, I, I, and with Alan's help um, on, you know, how to package some of that and think through some of that, um, I probably have a better relationship with my kids now than I would have otherwise. Mm, Does that make good. sense? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's not always winter. Yeah. You know, winter ends at some point. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that, um, I, str- I struggle with friends still. I, I, I do tell Brad, my friend, Mm-hmm. Every week, every time I go see him, I tell him thank you for our friendship over the years. Yeah, and I tell him how much why it's important to me because I, I talk to him about this. Yeah, and uh, you'd be stunned at the reactions you get 
every I tell him every week, and he's like, yeah. you can just tell it hits him. Yeah, you know, just um, a simple thank you and well, just like, like I hey, value this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is important to me. Yeah, yeah. so that's cool. Anyway, yeah, I, I'm honestly I'm right there with you on the friends part of the yep. people fire. I'm, yep. I'm still diligently working to to build up those those friendships, those handful, whether it's three or four or six, however right. many it is. Right. The guys that Alan talks about, right. if your life was a 100-page book, how many pages do you allow your best friends to read or how many pages do they know? Right. And so my, that number is pretty low right now for me because I I haven't done the work to have those those friends that are super close to me that I've invited in. I'm doing a lot of work right now to to create that Yeah. because I'm 24, but I know that if I want to have lifelong friends – when I'm 56, right, I need to be doing the work now in in my late 20s and 30s and 40s, or else it, or else or else I would be the way I have been when I'm 56 and feel lonely and don't. I have guys that I can call right now, yeah, but I still don't feel like I don't think my wife could say that's his best friend or those are his best friends. I have I have many guys that I hang out with at church and we might go play golf when we do this, right, and so I I definitely still have work in that area. Um, so I, I can relate to you on that one. Yeah. Well, I still, you know, even now, um, I have, I did get some breakthroughs, and I have had a breakthrough since the last time I spoke to you, in 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 my my relationship with God, hmm. um, that I'm I'm eager to share with you. Yeah. Um, but I still don't have a clear picture in my head of how having four or five really really close friends would impact me any different I don't know why my life would be any different than it is than having just having Brad or just having yeah right yeah I mean Brad was a byproduct of him being a really good man as if anybody could have been as interested in golf as I was when we were you know for 20 years he would have been that guy yeah um I mean there were a lot of guys interested in golf but to be as good of a person and you know frankly put up with me at times I mean I was very demanding of myself yeah and um, you know, we would travel to play in golf tournaments. If I didn't win, I was pretty pissed off. Yeah. You know, probably not fun to be around, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. And so uh, I've confessed all this to him, by the mm-hmm. way. Yeah. But, yeah, no, so it, it, it was going to be hard for me to be to be friends with a lot of people just because of, of how demanding I am of myself. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't want to see that, you know. Yeah. They just want to hang out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Not to, I'm, I mean, I'm a grinder. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> so and, and man, that's a gift. I mean, that, that, it, it, re- it really or is curse, a gift. depending on what you're grinding depending, on. Depending on what you're grinding on and whether you control it or not. I, I think whatever your gift is, it can it can turn into where it controls you, and then it's a curse. Well, I tell my daughter, you know that, and I tell her because she's just like me. I mean, she's mm-hmm. just like me, which yeah. is really sad for her. But, <laughs> um, except she's smarter than me, which is great. But you know that X Men, the guy with the glasses yeah i'm like i tell her we have that so you got to be very careful where you point this thing yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> we've got this superpower uh-huh. that we can get whatever we want yeah but you got to be very careful about what you pick right because mm-hmm. you can wind up you know pointed the wrong thing and you'll get it mm-hmm. but you might not know everything that goes with it yeah yeah and i've done that yeah i've done that a few times mm-hmm. yeah yeah so the um so let's let's go to what you were just talking about sure. with the purpose fire. Sure. Um, so at the beginning of the ruck, um, I know you had said the purpose fire is a challenge. You said if I can't see it or touch it, I, I struggle with it. Yep. Um, so let me hear what your what your big breakthrough was. Well, yeah. Are you familiar with uh, 
a reticular activating system? I'm not. Okay. So if you become interested in charcoal gray F-250s mm-hmm. and you go, and like, you, like you're going to think about buying one or something, mm-hmm. and you're riding down the road, you'll start seeing them everywhere. Right. They're everywhere. Right. That's your reticular activating system. So your, your mind says, okay. I'm interested in this. Yeah. And so your, your subconscious will start picking stuff out. Yeah. So there's some very uh, famous people that say they challenge themselves like right before they go to bed. Yeah. You know, this is what I want. Yeah. So, you know, so th- then, then, then they'll, there'll be something that you can listen to something and something that would just normally you would filter out. Mm-hmm. Something will be said and your, your, your reticular activating system kicks in and you go, I'm listening now. Yeah. There's a difference in having a relationship with God and organized religion. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yes. um, so I have been listening. One of the things about the ruck that's great and one of the big things I learned on the ruck was the filter of inputs. So what you let in, no matter how old you are or how mature you think you are or mm-hmm. how immune to whatever you think you are, you're not. Yeah, what you so put in, go Go watch out. a couple seasons of Ray Donovan, and the things you think about will be different than the things you think about before. Yeah. <laughs> All right? Or yeah. or Yellowstone mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. So <clears throat> during the ruck, you can't stream. Mm-hmm. I cheated and watched some soccer games, but I admitted it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we used but, a mulligan. But what I, what I learned was that that the inputs were having an, an effect on me. Yeah. And so instead of streaming Yellowstone or Ray Donovan or whatever, whatever I was streaming, I started listening to podcasts, right? And I'm asking myself about, um, you know, how can I, how can I find – purpose for my purpose fire how can i get fired up about this right you know so one of the things I, i've learned over the years is when you get stuck learn to ask yourself a better question mm-hmm. so like if if you and i are business partners and we're having trouble how can we exit this and we both feel good about it mm-hmm. as opposed to how can i get rid of that son of a yeah know, whatever so <laughs> yeah. just start asking different questions so so i started asking myself how can i find a way and a reason to believe more in my faith and 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 want to do it right not white knuckling yeah i'm going mm-hmm. to church yes. or whatever you know yeah. so that's the question i started asking so I, I heard a couple of guys and i you know um just on like political podcast or i just you know carl you carl union's a swedish psychologist you know you know he is okay yeah so he wrote this book called synchronicity and he talked about he was trying to find a he tried to do some data analysis or some scientific experiments to try to prove God was real or wasn't real. Mm. And he never could do it. Yeah. But the things, the conclusions that he came, like for example, everybody believed in God got healthier at his hospital. Mm. The ones that didn't you know, so statistically, yeah, he had all these reasons why you should. Oh, yeah. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. So the the you know, the synchronicity part is like the ruck starting at the right time. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. I'm asking myself this question, how can I have a better how can I have a better relationship with God and feel good about it and and be fired up to do it? Mm-hmm. Like not just white knuckling, damn it, I gotta do yeah. this. And so I heard Robert Kennedy Jr. of all people, and I'm you know, I'm obviously very conservative politically. Um, and so I just started listening and I was just I was very interested, you know, on his COVID stuff, but then the very end of this podcast, like a three-hour podcast, and I hung in there. Mm-hmm. 
so he, he they, the guy asked him about God. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, you know, I grew up Catholic, went to church twice a day and all this stuff, but I got into drugs mm-hmm. at 15. And he said, I struggled. He said, I am the kind of person, and this, this is why, this is what got me. He said, I am the kind of person that if I make up my mind to do something, I'd do it. Okay. He said, but I couldn't quit taking drugs and drinking. And he goes, I didn't, I, I was perplexed and I started to get depressed and I thought I was, you know, less of a person. He said, and one of the guys that we were hanging out with became a Mooney, who just like a Carl, what's his guy's name? Sin, anyway. I, I don't know, yeah. There's a, there was a cult. Okay. Okay, and, and the last the guy's last name was Moon, and they called themselves Moonies. Gotcha, gotcha. So he said this guy was as big of a drinker and a drugger as anybody, and he would come with us after he became a Mooney. He would come with us, and we'd be doing drugs and all this stuff, and he wouldn't touch it. Hmm. Lost all desire. He said, I envied that. I didn't want to be a Mooney. Yeah. But, yeah. well, I mean, he, and, and he even said, and, and in reflection, looking back, my attitude about him was so wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, this all this hate I had, yeah. you know. I mean, if he wanted to be a Mooney, fine, you know, right? What's business? Right. He was intrigued by the, how are you making yourself not do this stuff? He, yeah, he, yeah. Yeah. He literally was intrigued that the guy could just not only say no, but, like, make it look easy, right? right. So he said, I wanted that. Mm-hmm. He said, so then he started talking about this. He talked about the the book synchronicity and how this kind of happened yeah. when he was ready for it to happen mm-hmm. and <clears throat> didn't didn't really believe in God. But one of the things in the in, in Yoon's book was essentially fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. So just you know go in, go in there and just do it. And then he said, you know, the way I visualized it was, you know, God was like basically watching every decision I make. So, you know, are you going to watch that? Mm-hmm. Or are you going to say that? Mm-hmm. Are you going to think that? Yeah. And it, it had this profound impact. And he's never touched a drug or drank since. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm not white-knuckling myself not to do it. It's just mm-hmm. I don't want to do it. Right. Yeah. And so <clears throat> that's, the, that's a little bit of the breakthrough is that I know it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I lived it for 30 days. Right. Like yeah. I, I totally different. I mean, people at work would talk about how you're different in, I was. Different. You're in a better mood. Better mood. Yeah. yeah. Happier. And so that that's proof. Like it. Like that's great, Doctor Moffat. Yeah. <laughs> <wants them. laughs> that's that's it's it's proof that living as if there is a God, whether you can see him, touch him, or whatever, mm-hmm. is a better way to live. Than if if you don't, mm-hmm. or if you act, or if you behave in a different way, yeah. And life is hard enough as it is. Why do something stupid on purpose? Yeah. So life is hard enough. You're going to get your fair share of, of knocks, right? Right. If if there's <clears throat> all kinds of evidence that living, having a relationship with God improves the quality of your life, why wouldn't you do it? That's right. And so that's. <clears throat> Doesn't when I say it, it doesn't sound as as much of a breakthrough as it is in my head. So. Yeah, no, I remember you saying, uh, "It's not a burden if it makes my life better. I want it." Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, it's really as simple as that. Yeah, there's you see proof from other people, right? And then you try it, and yeah. then you see the proof in your own life. Right. It makes your life better. That's why I want it. Yeah. Well, and I and I said this in the ruck on one of the calls. You know, my life has been a series of plateaus. So you yeah, know, I go up and I plateau and I go up and I plateau, mm-hmm. and. I, I hit a peak, and I knew it was coming, 
you know, and because yeah. I've done it before, uh-huh. just trend, you know, trending in the right way. And, uh, you know, right after the ruck, I had some meetings and things went really well. And um, I can't help but to think that had I not been in the mindset, the words that would have come out of my mouth or the impressions I would have made on people, mm. um, th- th- I would have been less influential yeah. in some of those meetings. Yeah. And um, I don't think there's any question of the impact. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, so let's get into what, what another thing that you said during the ruck was uh, after the second week, you had said, I've begun to see the spirit of the abstentions over the legalism. I guess we kind of were just talking about this a little bit yep. of, like you said, that there is definitely a difference between, uh, you said, a relationship with God or religion. Right. Um, and so, but what, what was the biggest perspective change on the, so the abstentions for the ruck are um, no alcohol, no video, which is Netflix, video games, YouTube, wasted time looking at a screen, no right. no TV, right. no um, pornography, and no sexual activity outside of marriage. Right. So those are the five abstentions. So you said that after week two, you were essentially, I, I think if I remember correctly, you said, I was, making my, I was just making myself not do those things. I was choosing to abstain. And then after week two, you said, I realize why I'm doing it now. Yeah. So yeah. Talk, talk me through that. Well, I'm still not streaming. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I watch sports, but I, I'm not watching the inputs because, like I said, yeah. I, I yeah. really believe the inputs foul, you know, um, foul things. Mm-hmm. And so that's not entirely true. I have streamed some. Yeah. Uh, but it's nothing like, you know, what it was. Um, in, the, in the past, before the ruck, I would, I would get finished working and go, you know, home and, and eat something and then basically go lay go lay in bed and start watching something mm-hmm. and, for a couple you know, hours I yeah i don't do that anymore and yeah. so you know the 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 stuff that i'm taking in um in place of that is much healthier yeah yeah and one of the things that actually i just heard yesterday at church was it's so important if you're trying to change a behavior mm-hmm. you can't just try to change that behavior you have to fill it with something good yes yeah run run to something instead of you know right. I, I want to go do something, not I don't not want it or whatever I'm trying to say. I, you know, I'm keeping myself from doing something I really want to do is not the right way to fix anything. Right. I want to go do something. I mm-hmm. want to go play golf. I'd rather go play golf than go to a bar. I'd rather read this book about right. this than go mm-hmm. to, you know, go to a bar yeah, or stream or watch Ray Donovan. Or right. right. Yeah. Sitting there. Shout out to Ray Donovan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting there staring at a blank screen. TV right. that's off right. and just sitting there like, gosh, I wish I could turn it on. That's right. not as beneficial no, as no. pick up a book that you're wanting to read rather yeah. than sit there mindlessly watching TV yeah. every single night. Yeah. Yeah. So another another thing that you that you said that I really liked because I'm finding I've told you that I'm trying to build my people fire and my yep. friends, and I think it's very important to be selective and, and select the right people that you want to be your friends. We've probably all heard that the one guy. Gosh, I can't remember what his name is, but he, uh, he's got a he's got a video on YouTube. It talks about OQP, so only quality people. So like, if the, if the people aren't lifting you up and and wanting you to succeed and achieve your dreams and your visions, then those people got to go because right. they're just holding you down. And so one of the things you said was, uh, I don't have any balcony people in my life, um, which. Uh, might not have been entirely true. Maybe you have very few balcony people in your life. Uh, and then 
you said I have a lot of basement people is what it felt like. Yeah. Um, and then you had told the guys in the ruck, uh, thank you guys for being the balcony people yeah. in my life. And so, yeah. and, and you're right. It, it, it's not a totally, uh, that's not totally fair to a lot of people. In my right. Life. You know, right. Th- there's some good people in my life, sure. obviously. Yeah. Um, what I meant was what I, what I think I, well, what I really meant at the time was the, 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 the work environment, right? So, yeah, right. you know, I, I start these companies and just by the nature of being the, the founder of the company, you have, um, it took me a long time to understand this because I'm as easy going as far as I can have like a very normal relationship with like anyone in, in any of my companies. And in fact, I try to, mm-hmm. um, but I've learned over the years that the way I perceive my relationship with people or the way I perceive my image or image is not the right term. Uh, the impact I have when I walk into a restaurant or into one of my companies, the way the, the, the people that work there look at me is different than the way I look at myself. Right. And so I have to be very careful about what I say mm-hmm. and how I say it. Yeah. Um, otherwise I can go in and make a policy that I didn't intend to make. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, Richard said, mm-hmm. this is, this is why we're doing or whatever. Yeah. And so I have to be very careful with that. And that's what I really meant is, I, I would love I would love to have some people in my company that are better than me at stuff. Mm. Yeah. I just, you know, I would love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but but then even when I think about that, that's just like work skill set related. Mm-hmm. That's not what, what this was about. Yeah. Um yeah. so I kind of bled to yeah, yeah, two categories, right? Work or, or skill set versus uh, people, quality mm-hmm. of people, or, or people that are living a more balanced life mm-hmm. in the four fires than, than I am. Because um, there are people in my life that are doing a better job with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and in biggest... my work life. in my There are people that are much better people than me in yeah. my work life. Yeah. And that's great. You yeah. Know, I, yeah. I look up to them. You want to surround yourself yeah. with people yeah. that are better than you. And the biggest thing that it makes me think of, like when I think of a, bal- uh, a balcony person. Right. For me, I see that person as someone who speaks life into me, yeah. and they want to encourage me. Right. Like if I if I share a goal or a vision, yep. they say, "Man, heck yeah, man, go go right. freaking do it!" Like I, that's the the balcony person that I'm envisioning. I, I, yeah, I guess I look at it. You know, like I don't think Alan has had such a tremendous impact on my life, and he'll never be. He has no idea like how much I appreciate that, mm. right? Um, and and understand it, uh, maybe in a way he even doesn't understand. You know, you can't really. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, and then, you know, like the the impression that that you made on on me and I think all of us during the ruck, and and I think that part of that is because you work here every day, so you're around good people, good quality people, um, you know. Alan lives a pretty balanced life. It looks like to me, he's got a, you know, a lot of things figured out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure he has things he'd like to do better, but sure. don't we all, right? Don't, don't we all? We all don't have the gifts. To, we don't have every gift to give, right? Yeah. Um, but, but there are some good people in your life, obviously. Um, and, and maybe you should, uh, understand that a little, I mean, maybe you yeah. should think about that a little more. You've, right. you've got a lot of good people in your life. Right. And yeah. that's what I meant when I, when I meant, thank you to those guys because you know some of the guys on that journey were really solid guys oh my gosh yeah i mean there's yeah yeah, there's some really solid people in that you know i was like 
I'm the you know I'm coming to the Zoom with a dunce hat on because <laughs> those guys are squared away. Yeah, I, I yeah yeah I, I love those guys. Yeah, and one of the things we're still doing with that group of six guys is we're still meeting. Uh, well, we're basically doing it every month now, uh, and so any you, anybody in Augusta, John, and I don't know the name of John's business, but he is. A, if I lived in Augusta, he'd be my vendor for whatever. He's a great human being. Yeah, John Boudreau for anybody John out Boudreau. there who knows John Boudreau. <laughs> what a great human being that guy is. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so anybody out there that wants to participate in a 30-day ruck, that's one of the pieces of value that you're going to get is the group of guys that you're going to go through with. You, you guys are most definitely going to click with each other, and it could be a group of guys that continue to meet for months and months or maybe even years yeah. um, like this group that, that Richard was in. Yeah. Um, so that's that's you're going to get a lot of uh, value from you improving your life and doing the tasks, but forming that community with the other guys is what I think the that's where the biggest value comes from because you get the encouragement and the challenging. Because, well, I mean, we had – you have – somewhat hard conversations and guys guys say things that are uncomfortable but they need to, that's something that one man needs to be able to say to another man yeah and that you, well yes that that yes and and you know um i i think i would say if i could go back and well no because what i did was great um working mm-hmm. you know working with alan directly um if that's for you, I would highly recommend anyone that hears this that wants to get started. Yeah, you know, just set up a call, have a conversation. But um, the summit is 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 a great. You know, it's kind of one of those uh, deep dives. You know, yeah. into into yeah. you know into it, and and you know the small groups in that are. That's where you you know you'll get your 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 business handed to you. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, you remove the fig leaf, so to speak. Yeah, if you're not going to be honest, man, uh, you know, I get out. <laughs> well, you're just going to get called out on it. Yeah, I mean, somebody's yeah. going to call bull on yeah. you pretty quick. That's right. Um, so, but yeah, that, and then followed up with a ruck, and um, I'm probably going to do another one this year. Yeah. Um, just because it, it, I mean, particularly if you're the facilitator, I get to hang out with you for <laughs> thirty days. But yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I would definitely definitely encourage people to take a look at it yeah because it you know like you were talking about earlier people that have pride and you know just don't want to face you know um face their their demons or whatever i mean it just i don't know what this thing is where you think you have to be perfect i mean it's kind of weird coming from me because i try to do that yeah Yeah. but i'm not i am transparent and i am i try to be honest with myself about like hey i gotta i gotta show coming here i gotta Mm -hmm. address this right yeah and and what what this will help you do is you'll get called out. Yeah. 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 I mean, in a kind, compassionate way. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, you know, like literally if you're, you know, getting drunk every day and, <laughs> yeah. you know, which I've done. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to get called out. Right. And because think... if you, because if you, if, if, if you come, if you come to the summit and you get called out on doing something stupid and you go home and fix it, how, what could be a better favor? What, what better favor could you do for a man or, or, or vice versa? You mm-hmm. know? And so that's what it's really about. Yeah, yeah. And the best part about it was, so in May we had all of our calls, and somebody might call you out and say something that's a little uncomfortable, something that needed to be said. But it's not a man saying, "Hey, you suck. You need to get this better." It's it's 
it's it's genuine. It's compassionate. It's compassionate yeah. and it's genuine from that other guy. Yeah. And he's not sitting there acting like, oh, I, I got it all figured out. You right. need to be more like me. He's right. just telling you what he needs to be heard, what's need, what needs to be said for you to What well, we said earlier, not everyone has all the gifts to give. And, you know, like me, I do very well in the in the career fire and the yeah. and the and the physical uh, fire. And I know some people look at me and and go, "How can a guy who, you know, seemingly has some stuff put together, have this much of a dumpster fire going on in, <laughs> in, in two in two halves of his life? Yeah. How can that, you know, two yeah. two you know and a half of his life? Mm-hmm. And um, when you're going through it." You can't, you know, it's forest for the trees, right? You know, uh, what the four fires does, I think, is gives you, like, you get traffic cam view, right? So you get to get up mm. in the helicopter yeah. and go, okay, that's what's going on. Mm. This is the way to go. Yeah. And I think it's like a reset for me. Anytime mm. things get weird, you know, I pull out the assessment yeah. and just say, okay. Where well, am I? Well, that's pretty clear, right? Yeah. Now, now yeah. I know what to do. Yep. And it's kind of a reset button. Yeah. You know, and that's what the ruck was. Yeah. Yeah, the ruck is a... A hard reset or a snatching of the wheel to get yeah. out of the ruts that you've created in your life. Agreed. So we we talked about this a little bit, but like you had said at the beginning of the ruck, why do I need friends? And, <laughs> and then you had said, you know, I, I'm too wrapped up in my own world to fill in the blank to yeah whatever with friends. Um, and then after at the end of the ruck, I remember on the last call we were talking about you had said the line proximity is power yes and how surrounding yourself with solid people will help yes. you like we've basically been talking about this whole time so yeah. has has that shifted the way you think about why why you need friends and solid people in your life yes and no yeah i said that to you uh-huh specifically for you okay because if you're going to go out and actively try to have five or six friends be very careful who you pick yeah choose wise and we talked about it earlier right but what, what you'll see is, um, I mean, if, if you want to run a successful business, go hang out with successful business people. Right. If you want to be a more godly man, go hang out with godly men. Mm-hmm. If you want to be more physically fit, hang out with people that are physically fit. Mm-hmm. Proximity is power. If you want to be a stockbroker, right. move to New York. Yeah. You know, day right. trading here in, in LaGrange isn't, gonna, isn't where you need to be. Right. You need to be proximity. Uh, if you want to play golf for a living, mm-hmm. go hang out at the golf course where people play golf yeah. for a living. Yeah. Because you'll get better. Right. Yeah, you may never get good enough, mm-hmm. but you'll get better. Yeah, yeah. So whatever Stru- whatever you think you want, uh-huh. get it intentionally. Be yeah. around, and when I say proximity, I mean it goes for friends, it goes for business, it goes for uh, inputs. It's yeah. still, it's the input thing, right? right? Right. And the hard part is trying to find, like we said, choosing wisely. Like I'm trying to find friends or find a solid guy that then I get into my fire circle right. trying to help them, us both, grow together to become the four-dimensional man. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, I, like, I want, if I have four, five, or six men that are my closest friends when my kids are growing up, I want my kids to see those guys and for all of my friends to be solid four-dimensional guys. Yeah, I don't, I don't want my my kids to look at my friends and be like <laughs> I, I want them to look at my friends and and think like man that guy has got it going on because Alan and I've talked about it uh, when you there's going to come a point where one day your kids 
aren't going to listen to you. Yeah. But you you can have other people in your life that can say the same exact thing you're saying, but it's better received yeah. from from somebody else than from the parent right. to the child. Yes, I, I agree with that. I, I just, again, um, I, I just, I've been where you are, and I really was just trying to give you my two cents right. on yeah. the best thing for you, which yeah. is be very careful who you let into your life. Yeah. And, and um, like I said, you're, you're, you're on a fast track with no baggage. Yeah. Don't pick any bags up on the way. Yeah. I like and, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to try my best, but yeah, no, I, I, I did. I, I did a really good job of that early in my life. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, of, of not picking up any baggage and uh, it, it, benefited me dramatically yeah i went i fast tracked through the work stuff and mm-hmm. um you know what whatever people would call successes or whatever yeah the reason i was able to do that was because i wasn't thinking about trouble or right. problems mm-hmm. i didn't have any problems yeah yeah Except the ones i could you know whatever works i mean literally work or golf or whatever i was doing at the time had 100 percent of my attention because i wasn't doing anything else yeah <laughs> yeah yep and there's power in that. And so yeah. I was just offering that to you. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. I love it. Um, so after you've been living this four fires journey for three years and you've gone through this 30-day ruck and you say you want to do it again, yeah. um, what's your greatest advice for a man out there that maybe he's just now hearing about the four fires or he's been listening for a while, but he's hesitant to dive in just because maybe he's, it's uncomfortable or he doesn't know where to go? Yeah. Uh, what should that man's first step be? Specifically, my advice, if you're listening to this, I would literally email Jeff or whatever um, and get get a get a, a better understanding of what it is. And then I would just sign up for a rug. I mean, it's like 400 bucks or whatever it is. It's it's nothing. Um, and it if it's not the best $400 you spent, tell Jeff to call me and I'll pay for it. Because <laughs> it's just, I mean, it just, you know, if... If you're if you're out there and you're listening to this and you're going, I, I'm stuck and I want to improve my life, I would say if if your ego or your pride or your and I don't necessarily mean ego or pride in a in a in a in a boastful way, but if you're just ashamed of what you're doing, no one's gonna judge you. Um, everybody's got skeletons in their closet and if and if and if they tell you otherwise they're lying. And if you're you know, Jeff's young, but if you're listening to this and you've listened this long, then then you're probably in a different demographic. Yeah. And so, you know, um, you, you, I heard this said at the first summit I went to. A guy in my group <laughs> told another guy in my group that his family and his wife deserve, deserved a better version of him. Hmm. And he needed to get his shit together. That's literally what was said. And um, and then I got told a somewhat version of that in a different way, in a more private setting. Yeah. Um, and if you're listening to this and you feel like your family probably deserves better than you drinking or or not better than you, better from you. Better from yes, right. yeah. Right. Better version of you than yes. than you going out drinking or gambling or whatever whatever is the the, the you know sin of the day or a combination thereof. 
there are people in this group <laughs> that have done it all. <laughs> You'll yeah. be right at home. <laughs> yeah. And I promise you that, that uh, you will be a better man, and at least you'll have the humility. And um, if you want to get better, there's a roadmap here on how to do it. Yeah. And that's a pretty cool thing. And it's you can take it with you, and they have these four fire assessment cards. You can just fill them out, mm-hmm. and you can look at them and go, okay, I know what's wrong. You know, I'm not putting any time into mm-hmm. this part of my life. And, yeah. you know, it, 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 it's not a zero-sum game either. You know, it's, it's, it's you do a little better. It's, it, it's not – you don't have to be perfect, man. Just mm-hmm. – do some, work, over do some work and, and you'll, you'll be stunned yep. at the results. Yep. Yeah. So I know you said you want to do another 30 day ruck potentially this year. We've got, we've got one starting, uh, actually the last day to sign up is this Friday. So okay. we have one starting on, I think it's August 7th. Okay. Uh, it's the first Friday in August. I need okay. to double check that date, but it starts in August and we also have one starting on September 1st. Um, so those two are already scheduled. Okay. Uh, if you, Richard, or anybody out there listening right now, you want to uh, sign up for a 30-day ruck, you can click the link in the description. Uh, click on either August or September, whichever one you'd like to sign up for, and, and it is $350. And you can click the link and see all the description. There's much more information uh, than what I've shared and what Richard shared now. Yes. Uh, but you get a, a cool backpack and uh, cool journal and uh, there's there's some cool stuff that you get in your ruck pack um so click the link in the description if you want to sign up for a ruck and uh richard you got any other final thoughts that you want to share with anybody uh, just uh yeah it if anybody wants to go through this and and anything i've said has made any sort of impression and you want to talk further about it or if you want somebody to go through the ruck with you um i will volunteer to do that uh, if it helps anybody um so yeah that that would be it and just cool. thank you for having me for this um and thank you for being so awesome as a facilitator yeah. uh in the ruck it was great and uh all the encouraging text and and you know um jeff does a great job pinging you once a week making sure you're on your task um you know, we're busy. We get get away from you, right? You know, so, right. But no, it's great. Well, Thank it's like, you. Yeah, you're welcome. It's like we said. I'm always trying to get a little bit better at whatever I'm doing. Yep. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for your time, Richard. Thank you. And uh, again, click the link in the description if you want to join the Four Fires Tribe and get in a fire circle. If you don't know what a fire circle is, check out the episode 23 of the Four Fires podcast. I talk about what the fire circles are and how you can get in one. Um, So click that link in the description and uh, remember to go live intentionally and we'll see you on the next episode of the four fires podcast.